What's this podcast called? Sepsis from Planet Weird. Podcast from Planet Weird. Oh. Luck of the Irish. More like freak me in the eyeballs. I love this movie. No! I told you not to bring up prom in oh, this episode. Oh, you want to talk about prom, Mama? Drama Kaflama, baby. I was nominated for Winner Bowl. Uh, God damn it, King. Hello, everybody. What did oh you do? Oh, my God. Hello. Um, my camp, my laptop is boop boop a the box. This is a podcast from Planet Weird. Ever heard of it? Probably not. Um, we're Juan and Sarah, and this is a show where we talk about uh, old movies from our childhood. Ooh, how fun. Um, this wow. is episode 182. 182. Where you are you? You know what that you? means. And I'm so sorry. What? Blink 182 is the episode. Why did you pick that song out of all the Blink 182 songs? Because that's the most from? common one that people use to make fun of Tom DeLonge. All the small things. Really? By the way, I say this with love. Um, because I love Blink-182. And I don't mean to offend anyone. That's just... I'm sure Tom DeLonge laughs at himself, too. Um, I'm fully here to make fun of you. Anyways, today um, we're going to be... T- oh, good uh, barking in the background. Love that. Oh, another one. Um, today we're going to be talking about... Someone's the home. 1995 The Babysitter's Club film. And just Babysitter's Club in general, I'm sure we'll touch on uh, the books, uh, the 1990 TV series, the new Netflix series. I'm sure we'll hit it all. Um, oh, hi, Marty. But before we jump into the Babysitter's Club one, how have you been since we last spoke? Um, <laughs> just ignore Marty in the background. Bark. Bark, bark. Roof, rough you, roof. Could you understand? You like uh, the beagle in um, Inspector Gadget at the end where he can talk. Bow wow. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, well, all I really, I mean, you know, I've been the usual. I got my pants from a bear. Alligators like to fly. Me and my friend, uh, Timmy Tommy, have just been possessing people. I don't, I don't know what the you're saying. You'll see later. How dare you? The hate, the, the disrespect that you have just given one of my favorite characters from this movie. Goodbye. Um, no, I've been good. I've been okay. I have acne. I want to scrape all the skin off my face. Um, uh, uh, this online school teaching thing is absolutely atrocious if you don't have proper organization or like a good, like, idea of what to do um not saying it's a bad thing because we should really not be going back to school anytime soon um and yeah i'm gonna have to start writing music pretty soon and stop doing art which makes me angry but that's okay i'm okay with that i'm okay with that i'm doing okay i'm okay with it okay (laughs) well what i will say is you know what we did get up to this weekend? Sorry, mm-hmm. I could just hear Marty walking in the hallway. I hope he's okay. 
I'm sorry, my family is fully yelling in the background. Um, anyways, what we did get up to this weekend was we watched even more episodes of Supermarket Sweep. I thought you were going to say Supernatural, and I'm like, when did we watch Supernatural? No, no, no. We watched more episodes of Supermarket Sweep, and uh, we're fans. We're fans. Let's just... We're fans. We're auditioning. We've already sent in our tape. I think we should audition. And you should be the runner. I should be the one who cheers you on from the cart, from the cashier section. Um, anyways, yeah, that's really all I've been up to is just obsessing over Supermarket Sweep. You know? Yeah. Uh, I can't I'm about think it. of anything I'm else. about supermarkets. I'm about ham. I'm about Emma. We've we've officially decided to un uh, unfriend our friend Frankie. What are you talking about? And we'll just leave it at that. Frankie also likes. I want to steer the pot. I want to start drama. Don't start drama, sweetie. Oh. Um. Anyways, yeah. If anyone knows how I can get one of those supermarket sweep sweatshirts, let me know because I would love one <laughs> very much. Um. Other than that. Nothing has really been going on. I went into my school for one day last week because they were like, can you come help with something? And I said, no. And they said, they said please. And I said, okay. And then, uh, so I went there. It was interesting Great. because it's, you know, very empty. And it's weird going there and not seeing children. Um, and that's about it, you know. Um yeah, really nothing. But you know what? Who needs to see children? Who needs to see children? Except we all just saw children because we just watched this film which had many children in it and it's about children. Right? Hmm. Some of us children. some of us yes. just finished watching it before we recorded. Yeah, I literally called Sarah and she was like halfway through the movie, fully like blasting it. Can you believe you her professionalism about? to not have seen this movie days ago? I watched it at like 8 a.m. this morning. You woke up at 8 a.m.? I woke up at 7. When did you go to sleep? I don't know, but I, I've been taking my melatonin and woke up. I woke up because I heard my family yelling and then I just stayed awake and I was like, I guess I should watch the movie now. Okay, great. So let's, why don't we get into this film and just the Babysitter's Club universe in general. Are you Freddy, Juan? My name is Juan, not Freddy. Missing people everywhere. Oh, na, 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 hey. Get together if you care. Hey, na, 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 ho. We got something, something good. Oh, na, 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 hey. And we call it The Babysitter's Club is a 1995 American comedy drama film directed by Melanie Mayron or Myron in her feature film directorial debut. It is based on the Anne M. Martin novel series of the same name. And it, this movie is about one summer in the girls' lives in the fictional town of Stony Brook, Connecticut. But the film was not filmed in Connecticut. It was filmed in California. So. Hmm. I could have told you that. Really? Yes. Filmed in California. Um, the director, Melanie Mayron, or Myron, um, 
is an Emmy award-winning actress, actually. She was um, on the show 30-something back in the day, in like the 90s. Um, and she mm-hmm. won an Emmy um, for that. So how fun for her. And this was her first film that she directed. Um, it looks like she is queer, which is nice. And I'm just finding this out now. Um, because this says she's in a long-term relationship with screenwriter and producer Cynthia Mort, whom, with whom she cared, shared co-parenting of their two children. Um, and uh, she's done a bunch of stuff. Most recently has been acting on Jane the Virgin. Okay. Um, also directed a virgin. Directed um, the t- Freaky Friday TV film that we we haven't watched, but we like mentioned it. Um, Toothless, which we did cover on an episode. Um, mm-hmm. Some episodes mm-hmm. of the Naked Brothers Band. She did the Mean Girls Two film. No, so don't hold that against her. Um, has directed a bunch of episodes of Jane the Virgin. As well as everyone's favorite ABC Family dramas, Switched at Birth, and Pretty Little Liars. Um, and an episode of the new Disney Plus show, Diary of a Future President. Among many other films. So, okay, I have to stand this queer director. Love her. Um, it was written by Delene Young. I don't have any info on her, but based on the Babysitter's Club book series by Anne M. Martin, Anne M. Martin, who is also a queer woman, she is a lesbian, um, and let's just jump into your history. Do you know anything about the books at all, or anything about the Babysitter's Club in general before watching this film? I knew that there were babysitters. I knew that it was a <laughs> club. I knew that they were books. Yes. Um, I knew that it was about people. I knew that um, things happened. I know that I knew that it was made out of little kids blocks. Yeah, the logo. Little kids blocks. Um, and that's about okay. it. Um, did you ever like see them at the library or anything? Did you know you? So you knew they existed. That's why. Yeah, I always saw. Obviously, never read them. Yeah, I knew that they were like a world. I knew that they were like a mm-hmm. little, a little pocket universe. You were just reading. You were reading um, Among the Hidden instead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not really even reading. Getting it read to someone was reading okay. it to me. Um, you know me reading. I've only read like three books in my lifetime. And I can name them off the top of my the head. The Night Moon. The Hunger Games, except for the last book. I also only read the first The Perks two. of Being a Wallflower. Because they were good. I just didn't feel like reading um, the last one. Yeah. Uh, Perks of Being a Wallflower. That's it. Oh, so that is three I haven't books. read... Actually, I think that's it. Um, three books. So, the Babysitter's Club books um, were published by Scholastic who shout out to their book fairs we love them um 
They were published between 1986 and 2000, and they sold 176 million copies. So that's a lot of books. So Anna Martin wrote the first 36 novels in the series, but then other ones were written by ghostwriters. So... Ghostwriter? The Marvel character Ghostwriter. Um, but the, the series is about a group of friends who live in the fictional suburban town of Stony Brook, Connecticut. These friends run a local babysitting service called the Babysitter's Club. The original four members were Christy Thomas, who is the founder and president, Marianne Spear, the secretary, Claudia Kishi, vice president, and Stacy McGill, the treasurer. But the number of members varies throughout the series. As we see in this one, we have the junior members, Mallory and Jesse, and there's just different members throughout the novel, uh, or the series. The novels are told in first-person narrative, so and usually they're all titled like, Christy and the blank, Marianne, blah blah blah, Claudia's big, di- like all these different things. So it's usually that character. Tales of the Fourth Grade yeah. Nothing. Oh, did you read that one? I got it read yeah, to yeah. again. Um, My teacher would sit us all down and she would read a little book and I'd be like, this is ASMR, baby. <laughs> sure. Original analog ASMR. Um, did you ever have nap time in school at all? I never no. did either. So I've always wondered <laughs> what the fuck why is that, that was in like, TV and stuff. I never in my life had that. I think that's a preschool thing. Yeah, in preschool I didn't have that. But I think I only went for like Oh, you went to preschool? So maybe that's why. Maybe normally they would, if it's a full day, you take a break. Anyways, but the books deal with a bunch of different things. Obviously, their babysitting business, but also personal things that are going on with their family. We have parents that are divorced, new step-parents. We have uh, Stacy's diabetes is a huge thing. Um, Moving away different plot lines serial killers no there's spooky books but i don't think there's any serial killer ones um anyways um the first four novels it was supposed to be a four book series um and it just went out of control 27 books the first four were successful so scholastic ordered two more and then um, 12 more, and then they just uh, kept going. And then 100? Uh, so Ann Martin says she... So um, by 2000, when publishing stopped, um, there was 213 books. And Ann Martin says... How many 213. Okay, Popoff, sis, you didn't have to go so hard. And of those, Anna Martin, the creator, as I said, she didn't write all of them, and she estimates she wrote from, like, 60 to 80 of those books. Um, anyways, um, so yeah, all these kids, all these... I may have just written 60 to 80 (laughs) books. Who knows? I stopped keeping track. These books are all, um, or all the kids are, you know, around junior high age, um... 12 13 ish um as we see in the film we definitely get stacy's age and learn that she is 13 years old and trying to date a 17 year old and we will talk about it um oh we will talk 
So, and like like I said, there's so many books. There was like spin-off series. There's the Babysitter's Little Sister novels, um, which was about Karen Brewer, who was the stepsister of Christy Thomas. Um, the Kids in Miss Coleman's Class, which is about Karen's second grade classmates. The California Diaries, which is when Dawn um, moves back to California. We get like her story. Also, more recently, um, they, they've been turned into graphic novels, so I see a lot of kids at my work reading those, not the original ones, but the graphic novels, because graphic novels are getting popular with the kids, which is nice. Graphic novels, mm-hmm. yes. So that's fun. Um, they've released some of them, and they're working to just keep producing more and more. Um, so the first adaptation before this movie came there was the 1990 babies babysitters club series that aired on hbo and nickelodeon um and then was on vhs and i think you can honestly watch it Mm -hmm. on like youtube right now probably um i've seen one episode of that i saw like the first one and it was just as you would expect a 90s babysitters club adaptation to be um so there's that and then this film came in 1995 which we're gonna talk about in detail today and then just recently last month july 3rd the netflix reboot of the show was released and has been uh reviewed very well even by me i love it and we'll talk about it all later um but back to the film, because I know you want to play your game, Juan. Um, the movie was released August... What game? August 18th, 1995 is when it was released. The <gasps> budget was $6.5 million. Must have been for all those flowers in the garden. Um, and what do you think the box office was for this film? Okay, so I'm going to have to ask you to say all of that again, because the connection is Shit. Are you on Wi-Fi? No, I'm not. The budget, the budget was six point five million dollars. Mm-hmm. What do you think the box office was? Fifteen million. I'm not gonna go so high because I don't think this was a blockbuster film, but I think it still did <laughs> great. Okay. Um, you said fifteen. Yeah. Okay. Incorrect. It was $9.6 million. I guessed a little too high. A little too high. Um, It was a disappointing box office debut. It opened in ninth place, um, and it was behind Mortal Kombat. Mortal Mortal Kombat! More people wanted to see people fighting than this but the movie did receive mostly positive reviews it has a 67 percent on rotten tomatoes right now um i don't see anything from roger ebert on here but who knows what he thought but most people said it was like a nice just like friendship movie about these these girls mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um the soundtrack is listed on here but i don't know anything except for um one band but i did hear a song that was in um 
the movie what was that movie called that we did there was that song that was uh, like should... everything everything go something like that everything changes yeah i recognize that one. Oh really yeah that's fun oh there's a ben lee song on here i know ben lee um but there is a song very briefly that plays which was in the movie wish upon a star which we talked about on um we were guests on pot in this together that podcast and we talked about that movie but it's like a kind of like rock skyish song it's the band that plays at the dance in that movie and it very briefly is played and i got excited about it anyways um okay, okay. trivia for this film goes as follows i love when my family is talking behind me in the window um stacy lynn ramsower who plays mallory pike she's like the red-headed one with like curlyish hair wears glasses she's the junior member mm-hmm. um she was naturally blonde so she had to dye her hair and perm it to play this role dye it and um, perm it her hair has never recovered since she now there was a reunion that alamo draft house did in 2015 for the 15 year anniversary or 20 year anniversary sorry mm-hmm. um and uh she has short hair not unlike mine actually and she did mention like yeah like that sucked like don't perm your hair she said but do it she she was committed to this role um let's see so this movie has a bunch of different parts of different books that they kind of smushed together so it says this includes parts from book number 45 which is christy and the baby parade number 86 mary ann and camp bsc and christy's book and none of those books were written by ann and martin they were written by used writers fuck her stories so that's something um and there's other trivia but i'm not gonna read it um we can go over the characters real quick (gasps) i want to do it Okay, well, can I name a character and you tell me who they are? Oh, let's, yes. Okay, so Juan, who is Christy Thomas? Dirty Chuck wearing big old lesbian. Okay, that sounds about right. Juan, who is Marianne Spear? Little nerd. (laughs) Who is Don Schaefer? Hippie bitch, love her. Who is Claudia Kishi? Claudia other big old lesbian art queen okay it's interesting that you interpret her that way um who is stacy mcgill rich bitch who is mallory pike mallory wait didn't we say mallory isn't she the nerd mallory is the one with the perm oh you said mary ann mary ann boring Marianne is the one who wears... Marianne is Rachel Lee Cook from She's All That. Yeah, Marianne, boring. Boring little liar sneak um, behind your back? Yeah, that's her. Mallory is that little nerd. Yes. Mallory is the one who had to get the perm for the movie. And Jessie Ramsey? She's a dancer. She's a dancer. The one black person in this movie, basically. She's not the only POC, though. Oh, besides Claudia. Claudia is Asian. And and Christy's little sister is also Asian. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she says when her mom is holding her. 
Um, and and there's that lady who's on the committee who is black. Oh yeah, because she's barely mentioned. Look at your erasure. Wow, so sorry. Well, maybe they should have cast her in a bigger role. Um, But also on the committee is Mrs. Haberman. Do you want to tell me who Mrs. Haberman is? Mrs. Haberman. Big bitch, but also big boss energy. Because she is what? The hero of this movie, secretly. And she is played by Ellen Burstyn. Which is wild, because she is a very beloved actress who has an Oscar, an Emmy, and a Tony. She's an EGOT? No, she doesn't have a Grammy yet, but she's in all of those films. You might know her from movies like um, Requiem for a Dream. Never seen it. And other things. You told me that it would make me not want to do drugs. Yes, and she's very good in it. Her name actually in that film is Sarah. Funny story. Um... (gasps) Do you want to tell me who Luca is? Luca, pedophile. Okay. Um, would you like to tell me who Logan Bruno is? Who? Logan Bruno? Logan Bruno kisses Marianne. Okay. What about Alan Gray? Little clown? Is that the clown mm-hmm. guy? Yes. And who is Cokie Mason? Big bitch, I want to stab her fucking fed. Fed? Head. I hate her. (laughs) Oh my god, there is another person of color in this movie because... (gasps) Her friend! Did you see... Oh, I wasn't even thinking about those three. The the Heathers wannabes. No, did you see little baby Kyla Pratt in this movie? Is she one of the babies in the club? Yeah, not in in the camp. She was one of the little girls in the camp. Her name was Becca Ramsey. Baby's in the club. It's going down. One part where you can really see her. But I was like, is that Kyla Pratt? And it was. Um, So you you gave me, you know, the one word uh, descriptions. Um, I will give you some brief descriptions about these characters that go a little more in depth than lesbian or boring or pedophile. Um, although I don't think Luca... Is he in the books? I have no idea. Um, Who? What? He said Luca was a pedophile. And I don't have any disagreements. Just I don't know if he's in the book, is what I'm saying. In the books. Mm. Um, so Christy... He's definitely a pervert. Christy is the club president. Um, she is known for being the... Obviously, the leader of the club being bossy and her ideas. It was her idea to start the club. That's why the first book is called Christie's Great Idea. Yeah, that's what it's called. I'm looking. I have the box set of the first eight books. And I'm what like, the hell? Okay, pop check. off. Um, so um, she also is known for, you know, her fashion that's like baseball cap t-shirt i'm a tomboy i don't wear dresses she's very much a tomboy claudia kishi is uh the vice president and she is japanese american she's artsy as hell she's so creative she's so cool she's always doing some kind of artwork she's hiding candy in her room all the time which is where they have the meetings she has an older sister um but we don't see her in this film which is a bummer okay 
um, Marianne's fear, um, secretary, she's organized, she's into, like, sewing and knitting and reading, um, classic movies, not new ones. She and Christy, um, are best friends, um, there was a whole thing where Marianne wanted to change her hair and she cut her hair, it's a whole thing. Um, her mother yeah. actually died from cancer when she was a baby, and so now her what father the hell? Is, Her father is very overprotective of her, and her father is a lawyer as well. Um, okay. And Marianne and Don do become step-siblings. Um, as we see in this film, they already are step-siblings. Also, the character of Marianne is based on the author, Anna Martin. She based that character on herself um we have anastasia stacy elizabeth mcgill so her real name is anastasia she is the club treasurer she is from new york um she moved to stony brook in seventh grade and uh became friends with claudia specifically because they both loved fashion and boys um and she has diabetes and has been hospitalized several times. Um, she didn't want to tell her friends at first. There's a big a, a book, I believe. It's called like Stacy's Secret or something. So the girls don't Stacy's Secret. They don't all know for a while. Obviously, in this movie, she's still hesitant to tell Luca, the 17 year old man that she's with. Um, and uh, her parents are divorced. We see that in the film as well, because they go to New York for some reason. <laughs> we have mm-hmm. Dawn, who is the alternate officer, which is why um, she says that she was supposed to run the meeting when Christy showed up late. Um, she grew up in L.A., and her parents got divorced, and um, she's a vegetarian, likes healthy food, environmentalism. This is everyone's home. Please keep it clean. Um, and her mother and Mary Ann's father married, they dated while they were in high school and then they like reunited, um, and they were like, oh my god, we were still in love, let's get married. And so those two became step-siblings. Step-sisters from Planet Weird, you might say. Um, this is Mallory, Mallory, junior officer, um, she is a part of a big family of eight kids, um, and she is best friends with Jesse, Jesse Ramsey, um, who is from New Jersey. And um, also in the books, they talk about how when Jesse and her family m- first moved to Stony Brook, people were racist towards them. So what? they get into racism in the book. The girls were racist towards her? <coughs> Sorry to sneeze. I didn't say the girls. I said that was people. a cough. No, I sneezed. I didn't say girls. I said people. Well, one, let me tell you a little something about Logan Bruno. Oh, my Logan God. Bruno does become an associate member of the club. Obviously, we see in this film that he helps out at the camp a lot. Um, in the books, he's known to have a southern accent. Um, he had he, some sort of accent in this movie. It was interesting. Um so he's a so- an associate member, so he takes jobs when no other regular member is available. Um, he's Marianne's boyfriend. They do split up, but also get back together. 
Um, oh god. So also he is played by the guy from My Girl Two. Remember I talked about that dude in My Girl Two. Oh no! Yes. That's him, which is fun, I guess. Um, and I don't know about. I know Alan Gray is in the. I did some research research on Alan Gray, who in the books I believe was known for being like a class clown, like he is in this movie. But in this, he is into Don the whole time. But in the books, it seems like he's into both Claudia and Christy at different points. Not he's into all of the girls. As for Koki Mason, um, she is the chief rival and tormentor of the Babysitter's Club. She's responsible for a number of pranks on them, um, including the ominous chain letters that she sent to spook Marianne. What the hell? This girl sends chain letters? Like, I'm gonna kill your fucking family. She sends creepy love notes to Christy. She sends threatening letters with fingernail clippings to Christy to get back at her. You're lying. Is that part of the book? This says, Koki sent creepy love notes to Christy and Christy's mystery admirer. She sends threatening letters with fingernail clipping to Christy to get back at her. Her false eyelashes oh! falls in the punch at the <laughs> Halloween hop. What a bummer for her. She has a crush on I Logan. I hate her. Which we see in the film. She dated him briefly during Marianne and Logan's breakup. Um, in the book Marianne, Mrs. Logan. During this time, she does very little for Author's Day Project, blah blah blah. I don't care about that. Koki embarrasses herself on the set of Little Vampires by dressing up to snare the not-interested Carson Fraser. Fraser. Okay, so she's just always been a bitch, is what I'm hearing. (laughs) I just want to know what kind of a name is Koki. Cookie? That's the name of the lunch lady in Matilda. Is it? Cookie! Were you about to ask if there's a lunch lady in Matilda? No, but this says likes General Hospital, Logan Bruno, and the Beatles. Dislikes Marianne and the Babysitter's Club. Great. Um, Also, this says she had a nose job. Of course she did. <laughs> of fucking course she did. She's awful. Not to say uh, that people with no jobs are awful, but like, but she would a correlation like be one, there. She would be someone to like care that much. I mean, I want a nose job. Okay. Um, she's played by Marla uh, Sokoloff. Is that how you say her name? So Sokoloff. Um, who we know from always being the villain in the nineties and earlier she was um, she looks familiar she was gia on full house which she was a bad influence to stephanie on that show um she was also in the movie uh she was the the villain in um the freaky friday tv movie that we talked about she's in the movie whatever it takes dude where's my car sugar and spice um those are in like the 2000s one, she's in the Bionicle, The Legend Reborn 2010 film. <gasps> we need to watch the Bionicles movies. And that's not just my opinion, but that's the opinion of the public. But she was very much... She would come in for, like, one episode of a show and, like, be a bitch. She was on Boy Meets World, um, Step by Step, Home Improvement. She was on Party of Five, Third Rock from the Sun, Seventh Heaven. Um, Seventh Heaven. Obviously, like we said, Full House. And then she 
came back for Fuller House. Um, As what a drug dealer? Like what? What would her narrative be? <laughs> no, she. I think I didn't finish. I, I think I've seen the. No first one three did. Seasons. She has a daughter, and I think one of DJ's kids has a crush on her daughter. Daughter, scissors, hands. <laughs> um. Anyways, by the way, we're gonna get into our notes in a minute. But Skylar Fisk plays Christy Thomas, and she's Sissy SpaceX's daughter. Who? They're all gonna laugh at you. Who does she play? Christy Thomas. Chrissy is Sissy SpaceX's daughter? Yes, correct. I can kind of see it, yeah. That gap tooth threw me off, but, like, I can see it. Rachel Lee Cook from She's All That, Josie and the Pussycats, like we said. She plays Marianne. Larissa Olenek plays Don Schaefer, and we know her from Secret World of Alex Mack and uh, Ten Things I Hate About You, you know. So th- that was right there. I mean, Rachel Lee Cook and Larissa especially, like, two big stars of the 90s. Kiss yeah. me. Out in the Milky Twilight. Kiss yeah. me. Chrissy said to Claudia, out on the moonlit <laughs> floor. Okay, since you're so hung up on Christy and Claudia being lesbians, let's get into our notes here. Um, wait, so you obviously hadn't seen the film or read any of the books, like you said. I don't know you've, what this you've is. You've seen nothing yeah. about Babysitter's Club at all. No, I, I have seen, no idea. Like I said, I saw one episode of that 1990s show. I saw this movie a few years ago. Um, it was just like on Hulu or something. And I was like, I love two of these like 90s actresses. And I remember mm-hmm. I watched it and I felt let down. I was like, that was kind of boring. Um, I liked it more the second time, but we will still discuss and then the new um netflix show i fucking loved i've already watched it twice through watching this made me want to rewatch it again um it's genuinely one of my favorite shows of the year and at the end we can talk about um some of the more uh i don't know some improvements that this made from the original show and this 1995 film and i haven't read any of the books or graphic novels but i did like i said i bought the box set for the first eight books because you're a fake fan like i would like them i felt like i should get into the world you know when did you buy these books when yeah i don't know like a few weeks ago a month ago maybe so when you saw the show got it no yeah I said, I, I went in order just now, Juan. I said I watched the Netflix show. You're cutting and, it out so badly. Oh, my God. I don't know why. Anyways, um, Juan, how does this movie start? This movie starts with a little calendar, and everyone's giving these girls some phone calls. We got some lady that wants them to watch their dog. Is this the magic we got- school bus? Hello, Babysitter's Club? I need a babysitter for right the fuck now because guess what? I'm pregnant, you're pregnant, and my sister sucks because she won't watch my kids. Yeah, it's everyone calling the babysitters. And then we get introduced to all the babysitters. We get Christy tying up her dirty chucks. 
And then we get Stacy because she's rich and she's from New York and she's shopping. And then we get introduced to Mary Ann, who's just Mary Ann. And then we get introduced <laughs> to Don, who's into flowers and is a vegan and loves eating seeds. And then we get introduced <laughs> to Claudia, art queen. And then we get introduced to Mallory, who loves to wear ties, some suspenders, is an is a is a is a typewriter. Um, she's writing a book about a nurse. And then we get introduced to Jessie, who's just black and a dancer. That's her character. That's really all they give us. They're just, she's like, she's always dancing instead of running. Yeah. They literally, that's it. That's all we get from her. Everyone else has like a quirk, but that's it for her. You summed it up very well. Thank Um, you. We get introduced to everyone. So obviously the club is already thriving. It's already established. They already are always getting business and this is summertime. School is out, and they have the first meeting of the summer. And we find out that Claudia has to go to summer school because she sucks class. at science. Yes, because I was so, ready for it so to be like art, but not yeah. Science. I was ready for this to be like a whole like my parents are like a, that you know that storyline of my parents are Asian. They want me to be X, Y, and Z, but I want to be an artist. The typical like. What yeah. what you usually would see from like, what you can predict from like, oh I'm, I'm this ethnicity who's. In the in in traditional sense, we expect you to be it's greater. Just stereotyped. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That is in the show. Oh, is it now? It is in the Netflix show. There's a whole episode where, she yeah, it basically the same thing except for it's not like oh I'll get kicked out of the club. It's she can't go to the Halloween dance. I think it's the Halloween hop. Unless she gets a good grade on this test. Um, Interesting. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So similar thing. It might be math instead of science, but whatever. Same kind of deal. So she needs to You know C. what? People suck at science. People suck at math. I'm great at math. <laughs> at both. She needs a C plus or she can't be in the club anymore. So. Mm-hmm. And Christy's like, I'll help you study. It's going to be fine. Spoiler alert. And that's she where. She doesn't help her study. And that was my certain, my first sign of lesbian energy in this oh, movie. Because they're going to study together? Because she was fully like, uh, no. <laughs> because she was fully like, I'll help you, Chris, uh, Claudia, wink, wink. Mm. Oh my god. I don't know that they winked. Um, Stacy babysits for the Wilder kids. Um... And there's a teen boy from Sweden there. She, she thinks, thinks it's going to be a child. She thinks it's going to be a little baby boy. She, and then She shows up with like, this, little, this little American flag. And then he says, you're a nationalist. <laughs> and I said, ah! He did say it's very nationalist. Um, I love this little girl that she's babysitting, though. She's playing her violin very well. Too mm-hmm. suspiciously too well. Rosie, I think, is her name. Um... But yes, so this boy named Luca, immediately he and Stacy are, like, into each other. And, uh, he asks Stacy out, like, they he helps her babysit, quote-unquote, meaning, like, they all went out for ice cream. And That's then, totally helping someone babysit. And then he, she offers him half of the money. Sis, no, that's your cash. He's just, he's family. And family, this is <laughs> everyone's money. It's family money. Um, but he, he asks her out. Um, so we'll see more of that later. Um, and we do hear... This is where we find out 
that Stacy has diabetes, and she's like, should I have told him? And also, he's 17, and she is 13. And she knows this. She fully knows what she's doing, and I kind of don't like her for it. Yeah. Because that puts... That puts... That's a weird situation. Yeah, it's just very messy. And I have very opinions that might be controversial, but I don't think are. Should I, I get think into that? would be controversial. Okay, here's what I want to say. If you're a child, if you're even 17, and you're over here being like, I'm going to pretend that I'm 18 just so I can get raw-dogged by this daddy, <laughs> then I am fully going to punch you in the neck because you are doing something illegal and you're making someone criminally offensive at that point. So that's on you, mama. I'll also say that uh, he's 17. You look at her, you know she's not 16 like she says. I literally thought she was one of the older kids. I thought, I literally thought Stacy and Don were like 16, 17. Like, they did not look 13. Stacey's because of just the, how tall they are compared to the other she's, girls. She's considered more like mature in the fact that she's like from the city and whatever. Um, and has obviously had to like mature a lot because of dealing with her diabetes um Mm -hmm. but no she's definitely not 16 yeah she's definitely a child i don't know like to me if you look at her you know she's not 16 it just seems like something he should have asked or something or i don't know or or like you know his family hired this babysitter. They know how old she is. At w- and at no point did he ever ask, like, oh, how old is she? Which he could have done. But yeah. Whatever. He's going to be a creep this whole movie, and we'll talk more about that later. Communication um, is key to avoiding weird situations. Christy Bling. comes up with the idea to open a babysitter's club day camp. And no, Mama. Much- we have to talk about this. I'm sorry, but we have to talk about the fact that after that little scene, wait, have we gotten to when they go get ice cream yet? When Luca and Stacy get ice cream. Yeah. Yeah, we just did. You okay, great. Because cream. after this, there's a whole ass commercial break, and I did not see this coming. Oh yeah. This, if you use what is it called, Peacock? We watched Pluto TV, because it's the movie is available on there for free with ads, mm-hmm. obviously. It shocked me. I was not <laughs> ready for this. And then, if you try to... This is forewarning if anyone wants to try Pluto TV, and you're over here like me being like, I can skip the ads. It's, it has a little thingy, because that's what I do on VH1.com. Um, but it punishes you, and it restarts the ad all over again. <laughs> you also get only two ads, like two types of ads. I got the... I got the... Did you get Serena Williams? Serena Williams? For the deodorant commercial? No. What did you get? I got Serena Williams talking about secret deodorant, and I got good RX. Okay. It was those two over and over. I got T-Mobile and Farmex, or whatever that is. Farmex? There was one, the pharmacy app one. Oh, no, it's good RX. Yeah, yeah, good RX, okay, whatever. Okay, so we both got that one, but you got team. That, Maybe they know the com- you have it. Oh, they're listening, and I'm scared. <laughs> um, That pharmacy one was so scary. There was, like, a really chill one that was like, get your pharmacies for free, and then, not for free, 
unfortunately. But there was one that was like, my kid really needs this medicine. And then she goes in to buy it and it's like $67. And she's like, oh, okay, bye. And then the lady's like, wait, have you heard of Good PRX? P90X? It's only $8 with this coupon. And I said, could you imagine if everyone just paid, like, what what is pharmaceuticals? If they 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 the app is fully like this pharmacy is gonna charge you two million dollars while this one costs you two cents and you're like why won't it all just be two cents? There is okay, a scam well, we here. Don't need to get into big pharma right now. Um. Anyways, yes. The Back from commercial break can be startling, but so there there's gonna be a babysitters club day camp and it's going to be in the backyard of Marion and Dawn's house. Big backyard, and the neighbor, Mrs. Haberman, she's mm-hmm. not gonna like it. No, she. You can already tell that she's gonna be the, the. Oh no, it's a Karen of the movie. She's gonna be the adult that's complaining about these kids being too loud and stuff. Yeah, she um, almost goes. She almost goes full Karen. Also, we get we get we get introduced to the fact that Christy wanted to open up a dude ranch. What is that? Is that what Dolly Parton had in that movie? Speaking of Blink-182, Dude Ranch was one of their albums. Oh, okay. Um, isn't a Dude Ranch just like a desert ranch? I thought it was a little whorehouse. No. <laughs> <laughs> no one. Um, just as a guest ranch, also known as a Dude Ranch, is a type of ranch oriented towards visitors or tourism. Yeah. Because I always assumed that's why uh, the show, the Nickelodeon show, Hey Dude, was called that because it was a dude ranch. Um, Why is it called a dude ranch? It just says it has nothing to do with, like, people calling themselves dude. This says Theodore Roosevelt became the most famous dude. Well, Theodore Roosevelt was also, like, a racist, wasn't he? Dude, in essence, dude meant ostentatious and ignorant man who could barely survive outside his comfort zone in the big city back east. Oh, yep, that's me. Well. Cultured socialites, arrogant and rich, were called dudes when they came out west to see what what life was like for the other half. Oh, history. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, anyways. Anyways, we meet Logan Bruno, uh, who is Marianne's boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And the boy that we Cokie get these, Mason loves. We got these wannabe Heathers. These wannabe Heathers, Cokie Mason and her friends. And Cokie invites Logan to a Smashing Pumpkins Smashing concert. Pumpkins concert. A Smashing a Pumpkins concert. Excuse and me. And Marianne is upset because he never said no. He's just like, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I would say dump Logan and go after the man who's the horse handler because he was mwah, chef's kiss. Well, he's probably an adult. But, um, so this is our first instance of Marianne being mad at Logan about this. It does what's, come up later. What's, what's, what's Corgi's little name? Margarita? Excuse me? Oh, her name. Ma- I forgot what it is. Margin? Mosquito. Um, Koki <laughs> tears down a bunch of the flyers that the girls put up for the day camp. I would have um, kicked this bitch's ass right in that fucking diner. 
so at the moment they only have like 18 people signed up for the camp um mm-hmm. but by first day of camp they get some more people and the neighbor mrs haberman is not liking it she's already hating it when she's gardening. the noise um we meet alan gray who wants to help and he's like i'll do it for free and christy's like yeah sure and mm-hmm. Don is like, are you kidding me? Which he's like, he's like, it's free. It's free labor. I love the little coaster ideas where they're like, pin these coasters to your bods. I love the potholders. I want oh, one. Potholders, I want yes. One. You can the make one. I know, but I, wa- I want a babysitter's club one. Okay, okay. Can you we get it produces Dental. Can you we print those? <laughs> Okay, nice green print. Um, they'd be kind of hard, but we could try. Um, we get introduced to some of these kids. Who's your favorite? Mine is the little girl who's like, I've been to the moon. And then also the little girl that um, has Jimmy Tony as her demon best friend. It's an imaginary friend, but I'm pretty sure it's a ghost and a demon. Um, yeah, well, there's and there's the kids that are like, oh, my mom said it's too expensive for both of us to come. Can just can we pay for one of us the price of one and, and they're nice they're like yeah the girls are like yeah um who says the moon thing is that karen it's this little girl who's just like she's just i don't know where she's like i've been to the moon it's probably karen because karen is known for being like really weird i um, love it's okay it's karen is either that little girl or the girl that has jimmy tommy I don't think that was Karen. But in the new Netflix show, Karen is, like, really weird and is actually, like, um, going through her spooky phase. So she's talking about, like, ghosts and witches and, like... She, she's the, a necromancer? cult and stuff. Like, she's yes! Really, she's really cool. We stand um, Karen. Really funny. I do stand Karen. Anyways, um, so camp is already set up. We got Alan Gray doing some free labor. Okay, this is where we get to the drama of the film, because Christy's mm-hmm. dad shows up out of nowhere. What the hell was this? And Marianne sees him, so she's aware that he's back, which mm-hmm. becomes a secret between those two girls. And Christy's dad shows up and is basically like, I'm going to move back here. Don't tell mom I'm here yet. I just want to make sure I get my job lined up. Then we can tell her. Okay, and here's the tea. Here's the fucking bulk of this drama. For some reason... Here's the alley over here is fully like, uh, okay, I won't tell my mom or my friends. <laughs> he literally specified, don't tell mommy. And she said, daddy wasn't there. He's my secret now. She could have fully told all of her friends. I guess she assumes that like maybe they would accidentally tell their parents and their parents would tell Christy's mom. I don't tell my parents anything. Okay. Well, um, yes, this is the main drama of the film, is that Christy has to keep this secret of her dad being back, and Marianne also knows this, so sometimes the girls see them talking about it and get mad that they have a secret. Um, And Christy misses a lot of club meetings or is late to things um, because Mm -hmm. she's always with her dad. She's negligent at this point. What a shitty dad. What a shitty dad. What a shitty Christy. Chrissy just doesn't listen. I don't, like what she is a kid, so I get it. Like it, it's true what the mom says at the end is like this. 
dad shouldn't have been putting her through this. Like, yeah, he needs to be a fucking adult and like not be manipulating his kids. Why? I don't even know why he could. Why is it that he's embarrassed that he didn't have a job and was moving back, and so he wanted to have a job? I don't think he was ever gonna move back. I interpreted- I think he's addicted to. I think he's addicted to math. I interpreted it as he was never going to move back. He just wanted to see Christy for a little bit, but he was fully planning on leaving. Is this is he a flim flam man? Is he like pulling tricks, <laughs> doing stunts, like just I want to like a a run him by him, like he's just going to come into this town, pull off a scam, and leave? I don't know. I don't know enough about him. I just know in the new Netflix show that he's not seen, and Christy hates that. Um, okay. But he, there's never a plot where he comes to visit. Maybe in the the next season. Um, okay. So he's being really shitty to Christy, and now she has to deal with this. Um, we have uh, the dinner that Christy and Marianne have with the dad in his like van with a where they get fed rats. They get fed mouse pancakes, and Dad gives Christy a dress, which shows that he is very out of touch with his daughter. He don't know her. She hates dresses. Um, Marianne is still mad at Logan for not saying no to the Smashing Pumpkins concert. But they kiss. But they make up. They do make up and they do mwah, kiss. Really, I was in shock. I love the little Wicker Man parade that happens right before this scene, too. They're, like, all walking through the forest with, like, the little puppets. And I'm like, ooh, burn someone alive. Um, we have Cookie and her friends showing up and putting a stink bomb in the yard at the camp, but they forget to pull the tab, so it doesn't go off until the kids find it, slingshot it over to the neighbor's yard, and Miss Haberman has to deal with oh the stench. These children need to take away the slingshot from the other children. We just got children <laughs> taking care of children, and it's all a mess. That is what babysitting is. It's just you literally say... Yeah, it's just being like, you're the oldest child, you are nine, take care of this two-year-old while we go out to the movies and some dinner and probably some drugs. And that's what I don't you, know what parents do on dates. That's what you did, right? You had to do that for your, your siblings a lot. Oh yeah, I was the babysitter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was I think we wild. talked about that in our Adventures in Babysitting episode, if we've ever babysat. And we I think so. It. I mean, you did for your siblings, but like not, you've been babysat on. Not where you got. <laughs> not where you got paid for it, though. No, no, no. It was fully free and not worth my time. Did I let my <laughs> siblings starve? Probably. Um. Anyways, so the girls see Christy get in a van, and they're like, "She has a boyfriend." As if Christy's dating a 16-year-old who can drive. She has a boyfriend who clearly looks like he's 45. <laughs> In this old-ass van? What? Um, we have the neighbor, Miss Haberman, coming over and complaining and threatening to call the city and revoke their permit. I literally was like, she's really going to pull the permit card on these mm-hmm. children? Okay. Um... The kids find an old greenhouse. Mostly that they say is a gay house. They find an old greenhouse and they plan to fix it up so they can have their club meetings there. Am and I wrong? I forgot what they said it was. She literally walks in and like, it was an old gay house and then it got turned into a greenhouse and I said, what's a gay house? I don't think she said gay house. 
I beg to differ. I do not think that was ever said. Um, Luca meets Stacy's mom. Oh my god, Stacy's mom. She's got has got it go. Yeah, she's hot. She's really pretty. <laughs> he meets Stacy's mom and. He's like, oh, we're going to go on a hike. And Stacy tells her mom, like, oh, I'm, I grabbed a muffin. I'm going to be fine. Like, because before liar. she was like, I didn't eat anything. So she lied. Chrissy's a liar and she's putting her health Stacey, in danger. She did Stacey's not grab a, a muffin. And she's going to go on this hike without eating. And her blood sugar is low. And, and so her diabetic goes, ass get got. When she goes on this hike, she faints. And then she tells Luca that she's diabetic, and she's like, I need food. This is what happened. I'm my bad. Is being diabetic really embarrassing to people? Like, I don't know if you're diabetic, a listener. Were you embarrassed? Is that real? Is there a, is there a stigmatism on that? I think um, it's just that, like, people are seen as, like, oh, you have this, and now, like, we have to we worry can't about do that. you. Like, now we think of you as a child, like. Just that they're always having to be, like, looked after. Like, that's her thing with her mom, is her mom is so, like, protective of her and always constantly asking about, like, mm, did you I can eat? see that. Like, yeah. how are your levels? Like, all this stuff. So, I think that's okay. Stacy's worry. That people are gonna not, like, let her be independent, pretty much? Yeah, and that she's just seen as a child when she's 13. Oh, I'm 13. I can make life decisions. Um... Let's see. Okay. I'm 25 and I can't make life decisions. Christy still hasn't told the club or her mom about her dad visiting. Nope. And the dad still doesn't know, quote unquote, about the job yet. So he's still like, we can't tell. Because this job depends on it, I guess, apparently. Christy is late to the club meeting and... Claudia takes over and is very pissed at Christy. They're all pissed at Christy when she shows up, but you can tell that Claudia is especially pissed. Well, she's just mad because Claudia was promised to get help on her fucking science. She's promised to get help on her science, and she's also, they say that she's been taking over a lot of the stuff that Christy's been slipping up on. That and that's not her been, job. It's mainly been Claudia that's been having to do that. You know why they're mad? Because this was Chrissy's idea. This was all Chrissy's idea. This was Chrissy being like, I want to blah, blah, blah. And then when you're the idea man and you dip, who the fuck are you? But the bitch who left everyone else to do the job. And that's me to you on this podcast. Oh, okay. Um, the club and the campers are fixing up the greenhouse. Um... I want a greenhouse. If I would, oh no! And Claudia's also pissed because when they show them, like when they all see the greenhouse, Chrissy's over here. Like I don't know if this is right now or a little bit later, but Chrissy's like, "Oh my god, this can be our new office!" And then Claudia's like, "That's exactly why I showed you this because I thought it would be a good office." Like, like don't steal my idea. Yeah, Chrissy. Honestly, Claudia should have just kept that a secret and made that her secret studio. Because it was Claudia and one other person that found it. Um, yeah definitely not christy um the girls are mad that marianne and christy have their secret and marianne's like i can't tell blah, blah. and especially dawn is like well, i'm a vegan like, we're sisters <laughs> i'm a yeah. vegan you have to tell me <laughs> um, and uh claudia also has been studying or trying to study hard um 
Red blood cells are the ones that carry oxygen in your body, not the white ones. The white ones defend your body from invasions like COVID. And Christy has also not been helping, really. She's like, can we do this later? Like, I'm sorry. I know I said I would help you, but... I love how she's just like, I really have to do this. Um, Can you do this for me? Okay, bye. Doesn't wait for an answer. She says, but I have to go, so you do this now. Another slip up by Christy is when David Michael, her... Dies. Leaves leaves the camp on his own to go home. And gets run over. Christy was supposed to take him home, but she's not there. She's with Papa. And, yeah, it's, like, almost implied that he gets run over. Um, I fully thought we were going to get into, like, a... He's dead because of you. And I was like, oh, my God. We later find out that Claudia's dad was driving by and, like, they were able to take him home. Yeah, he scooped him up off the street. Either Claudia or Marianne's Someone's fucking dad. Um, So Christy comes home and her parents are yelling at her about this. Mm -hmm. Um, I hate this stepdad. Really? You hate Watson? I hate Watson because he pulls that thing of, like, like what i i like i understand when like you get angry and you want to talk and like but you like both people are frustrated over something but he's fully like we're not done yet i need to know why you think blah 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 like it's like that very like dismissive like you don't know shit let me tell you what i've been through mama kind of situation and you're like just leave her alone leave her alone she knows she fucked up she's upset at we do have this obviously. moment where she says you're not my father which is something um that's something we have stacy inviting claudia to new york with her and luca and she claudia can't go unless she passes um so the club sort of helps her study by rapping yeah actually the brain the the center of the chain that's all she knows that's all she knows that's all they're saying about actually i think my science teacher really liked this movie because there was an assignment that we had to do no we didn't learn this there was an assignment for anatomy and physiology um where we she was like all right get into partners and you're gonna write a song or you're gonna you're gonna write lyrics to it was a drag race challenge where they were like (laughs) here's a song write your own lyrics on top of it and ours was about like uh hyperflexion and like the different like flexion points of the body and how they work Sure, I know what that means. And we did it on, uh, you remember that song, Stereo Heart? Yes, by Jim Class Heroes. Yeah, so we did our, we did our song to the melody of Stereo Heart. Mm-hmm. And guess what? We were the life of the party. Would People you like loved our song. I don't know it at all anymore. <laughs> okay. If um, I find it somewhere in the reservoir of stuff. I, I think I don't think I'll ever find it because I worked on it on the family computer, mm. but that's dead now. So she's mm. probably gone. So she takes her test, and also everyone gives her their their lucky thing. So she fully has like a horseshoe on her desk and like a she foot. she is gonna set Calypso free from her human bonds. That's what it looks like right now. She's about to set that shit on fire and grow a woman. Yeah, and then she's having trouble at first, and then she remembers the song, so that seems to help her a little bit. We get that little, that girl tapping, mm-hmm. and I was like, is this Morse code? Are they cheating? And I was like, this is so elaborate, and it was not that. 
No, that's not what happened. Um, the group confronts Christy, and they're like, we know something's up, you have to tell us, blah, blah, blah. She's like, I can't mm-hmm. tell you. Um, and then when she sees her dad, she says, she calls him out. She's like, you haven't visited for years. Then you come here and you make me lie to people. Like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? You're ruining my life. Claudia failed. She says, Claudia failed her test. And I said, she fucking failed her test, even though they went through a whole song. She says her... That's what I thought, too. I thought it was the big test. But she says she failed her quiz, so it must have been her quiz before this test. Why the hell would that matter at this point? Because she was Claudia failed to be her, qu- her study. Because, I mean, even a quiz goes towards your grade, and she just said overall she needs a B-. minus. I thought they were shooting for this test. I didn't know that there was another qu- quiz. I assume that's what they mean. Point is, she's, know. she's pissed at her dad, and he's like, we're going to tell the family on your birthday. We'll tell mom on your birthday. It'll be fun. We're going to go like, ride this roller coaster thing. We're yeah. going to go ride a ride at the carnival like old times. It's going to be great. And she's like, okay, fine. Claudia gets a B- minus on her test, and so she goes we find that to out later, yeah. New York with Stacy and Luca. Oh, I guess we find that out right now, huh? And Luca yeah. takes these kids to a teen club because what the those fuck exist, is this club glow? They go, <laughs> they go to this teen club where the bouncer, you know, is checking IDs and says you have to be sixteen. And then they're like, "Oh, we forgot our IDs." And then she, Stacy, really shows him the ID, and it says she's thirteen. What? And he I- takes the ID from her. I didn't have an ID when I was 13. I know you could get them, but, like, mm-hmm. I didn't have them. They're optional. They're optional. Yeah. You don't need to have one until you're, like, 18 or 16 or whenever the fuck you drive. It was just interesting that they had them, but I guess if they're in a babysitter's club, they would have them. Well, I guess if they're traveling. I guess Stacy, yeah, does travel a lot. But, like, Claudia because... didn't meet. Did she have an ID? I don't think she did. No, but there, I mean, I remember when I was in high school and I had to, and I traveled on airplane for the first time. I didn't have, like, a state ID, mm-hmm. but you're allowed to use, like, a student ID from, like, a high school that you're at as your, like, form of identification. But, oh, okay. Really? Yeah. Still? That's what I, yeah. Well, I mean, that's what I got to use. I feel like that wouldn't fly now, but I don't know. I mean, I mean, when you have, ch- if there's, like, a child, what the hell are you going to pull out the birth certificate, the footprint well, thing no, that they y- take? You can get, the like, a child ID. You can get it on Wear it around your ID. neck? No. Anyways, so Luca finds out that Stacy is not 16, and now he's screaming in a cab. Now he's calling a cab, and she's having This a cab driver, I would have swerved. I would have swerved <laughs> if I was this cab driver and been like, y'all get the fuck out of my cab. Yeah, so now he's screaming. He's like, oh my god, you're 13. You're a child. I just took two children out into the city. What are we doing? Your dad is going to be like so mad at me. Um, I would have pulled over and been like, you're a pedophile. You kids are pieces of stupid garbage. You guys should have told the truth. Get out my car. Get out my car. <laughs> um, so now we're back in Stony Brook. And uh, we have the kids pulling flowers from the garden. This is when the little girl, possibly Karen, says, I got my pants from a bear. And then they're like, what bear? Alligators like to fly. This is where we see Kyla Pratt as well. Is she the other girl at the very end of the, the, the row of three girls? She's the black Kyla Pratt. Kyla Pratt is the one that asked her, what bear? Oh, really? How fun. 
Um, I think. The neighbor says she's calling the city, and we have Dawn giving her her own plants because she's like, I'm so sorry they pulled up your flowers. Here's my herbs. Here's my arugula, yeah. Yeah, and like, hope I know this doesn't make up for it, but like, here you go. They have tea, and they bond a little bit, but she's also like, how much longer are you going to be doing this? I love when Miss Haberman says, Dawn, you're almost a delight. <laughs> or no, you're almost delightful. And I said, I'm going to steal that from her and be like, oh, wow, I kind of like you as a person. And then just walk away. We have Luca playing the harmonica outside of Stacy's house. Why is he there? Why is he there? Why is the mom okay with this 16-year-old boy lusting after this girl? What? Yeah, she clearly, s- clearly Stacy told her mom about everything. And so she's still over here like, he's really good with that harmonica, isn't he? Uh. Like, it's, it's, supposed, it's supposed to be like, oh, like, you should go talk to him or something. Like, why? Because Stacy's mom has got it going on. She doesn't give a shit. Um, the boys fix up. They put the cement at the greenhouse, Logan and Alan. Mm-hmm. And uh, later on, we see that Koki and her ghouls. Koki and the coquettes? <laughs> Cokie and the croquet players, <laughs> like Heathers. Because they are baby Heathers. Um, they go and vandalize the green ha- greenhouse at night and uh, with TP and uh, shaving cream. Shaving and they cream. Get stuck in the wet cement. Oh, no. And it's like the next day, it's like uh, Hocus Pocus, they turn to stone. Their shoes but are the still But the stone there. shatters, yeah. Um, but... We also have Christy's birthday party, so all the girls, like, oh got a my cake God. and everything. I knew some shit like this was going to happen. Christy doesn't show up because she's calling the hotel, and the well, lady at says, first, your dad checked out, and she's like, okay, never mind. Yeah, at, <laughs> first, at first I thought it was going to be like, Christy dips on her friends yet again on her birthday to go be with daddy. But, but guess daddy what? Wasn't there. Daddy wasn't there. <laughs> Daddy, Daddy left was again. Not there, um, he's. If this happened to you, <laughs> how mortified would you feel? And she goes to the carnival, and he doesn't show up there either. If this happened to me, I don't know. I'd be pissed. I, I'll tell you now. I've been in situations similar to this, and it Before is. Where you got dis- stood up? Yeah, and it's. I got. Who's, I felt destroyed. Name names. Who stood you up? I don't remember them anymore. Rightfully so. Ugh. At like a but, location. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, like actually, a okay. Or like a date. Like a date and friends. Oh, who doing okay. this to you? I'll tell you one story. So I had a I had a partner. His name was Ryan. Not the one that you know. <laughs> okay. Not the current Ryan. No, my first my first partner. Um, my first Ryan. I've, my first Ryan. Um, one time. I literally got dressed, showered, told my friends that I did I couldn't hang out because I was gonna go and hang out with him. You were Christy. I was Christy, and Except then she guess didn't what? Tell them. It was late at night. He never showed up. Text me back later that night. He's like, "Sorry, I fell asleep." And I said, "It's fine." Where did you go? Nowhere. I didn't go anywhere that night. Oh, was he supposed to pick you up? Yeah. Oh, okay. So it wasn't at a location, at least. But I was waiting, like, outside of the... I was... This was in Arcadia, by the way. This was my first year living there. I was outside waiting on the bench for, like... A bench a, just a, sitting there. You know those benches that were out there? Yeah. 
I looked a damn fool. <laughs> Why wouldn't you just wait in your room and wait till he pulls up? Because I was like, he was said he's. We had a time that he was going to meet up, and I'm like, I'm just going to wait for him downstairs. Because mm-hmm. I was anxious. Kept, how long did you wait there? I don't want to say. <laughs> oh god! Oh god! You should have come up to my room. We could have just cried together. It just knocks on your door and be like, I don't know you, but I see you walking in flip-flops to the shower every day. Can we talk? Wow, I'm so sorry that happened to you, Juan. It's a shame that we weren't right next door to each other. Because you would have heard me blaring, like, my YouTube. And I would have heard you blaring whatever you were listening to. Oh, like to. your wall? Yeah, we would have bonded so fast. We were both watching YouTube. We just weren't sharing a wall. Um. Anyways, that's a bummer. Did Did you tell him... What happened after that? Did he? Did you go out with him again? I think we broke up shortly after that. But it was because he broke up with me. He broke my oh. heart multiple times. Oh, cool. Love that. Anyways, um, <laughs> so dad never shows up. Now it's raining at this theme park. And she, Christy's on the phone. She's calling on a pay phone. She's calling the girls or Marianne. And it's like... And Marianne is still over here like, I'm not telling Mary Ann would have fully let Chrissy die. <laughs> yeah, so the girls are like, this could be serious. We don't know where she is. Like, she just called and, like, everything's so cryptic. And she's like, I'm not telling. She told me not to tell. Mm-hmm. It's like, Mary Ann, you can blab this one time for her safety. Mary so, Ann, we all know that you're not a good friend. Just tell us. Um, so, Christy, um, or so Marianne finally tells the girls about Christy's dad, and now they're like, "Okay, we have to go get her and find her. We need a driver to drive us." So who yeah. do they get? But sixteen-year-old Luca from Sweden. Little sixteen-year-old Luca, yeah. So no, he's seventeen. Seventeen, sorry. And we see Christy walking home in the rain. They pick her up, and when they all like arrive back home, Luca says. I'm coming back next summer to Stacy. And then she says, I'll be 14. And he says, I know. And then they kiss. What the? Okay. At, okay. This is when it shifts, right? Because at first you're like, Stacy's stupid. Stacy's putting this boy in a bad situation. They're and then we get this doing this. And then this boy is really like, yeah, I'm going to be 18. Yeah, let's raw. No. The fact that, first of all, as if, okay, so if he was, like, frozen in time and he stayed 17 even though a year has passed, even if she became older but he was still 17. This is some Twilight shit. This is still weird. Yeah. 14-year-old dating a 17-year-old is still weird. It's like what people yeah. always say, like, a three-year gap isn't weird, like, as adults, really. Like, like if, yeah. But, like... It when you're in like high school and junior high, that is such a significant gap. They're at di- they would be at different schools. It's not even that it's like, it's not even that it's significant. It's like, oh, I'm in college, but I'm dating a freshman in high school. Like that's like, what? I you know it. I, you know what makes it so weird? Even though it's like, y- like if you're a senior, you're dating a freshman, and then you go into college and you're dating a sophomore. The reason why that's so weird is because in like child development is such a like leap in a sprint. Yeah, like, like between each year that it's like what the fuck? Look at this this 17-year-old and this 13-year-old, they're both dumb. 
but like the maturity levels it's just not it's not clicking it's not clicking yeah like it's just not and i don't know how they do things in sweden but this ain't clicking in america i'll tell you that i mean i would think that they're all i think that their restrictions are higher i think they're i think they i think their thing is like 21 good good um i think you're like not allowed to buy porn until you're 21 but it's just i just i cannot the fact that she's still willing they're both still willing like he will now be legally an adult yeah that's what i was thinking so not only is it creepy now it's illegal like yeah now he's doing something understand that just because he's 18 next year doesn't mean she is too like does she know how time Mm. works no she she fast forwards in time she's a jumper she's she's jumper i'm jumping does she think she's in the goddamn time warp trio because this isn't (gasps) oh my god no that's this is not clicking at all anyways this is very disturbing but all the girls in the club make up all the girls in the club (laughs) luckily we don't have to see luca again um mom tells christy uh, because christy like tells her mom about the dad situation she's like you shouldn't have lied but i'm also pissed at the dad for doing that to you like fuck him Mm -hmm. um she gets a note from her dad that says like the job didn't work out i'm sorry but i loved spending time with you my math lab didn't take off here as well as i thought it would i really think he didn't have a job it was just he came to visit her he's a flim flam man he's he's doing tricks he's busting tricks he's he doing some he doing Busting some shady the shit. the windows out your car. Um, to put him on his little RV. The club. And I don't think he was ever at that hotel room. Show up? No, I don't think so either. They show up to. Um, I mean, they do say he checked out, but I feel like. He, How long ago? <laughs> years ago. Um, but the club and the campers show up. And they see the vandalized greenhouse and that Koki and her friend's shoes are there. So they know who did it. And so they have two Mm -hmm. hours until the civil committee, civic committee, um, comes to evaluate it to see if they can use it for the office. And so Mm -hmm. they fix it up real nice. Everything's great. Just in time. And the committee comes and says, you're a business because you're making money. So you're not a club. So we can't really give you the space. We can give you a plaque. But we can't really do, do this. And then Miss mm-hmm. Haberman shows up and says, according to my research, a company has to make $1,500 at least to be That's so little money. And, um, well, it's, isn't that taxes, basically? And their total... Oh, yeah, yeah. Their total profit after, you know, fixing up everything, like, after all of this throughout the summer is $168. So then the committee's like, oh, well then yeah, you can have it. Like, our bad. We thought you made money here, but you don't. Um, Mm -hmm. We thought you were a real business. We thought you were making bank. Ms. Haberman kind of saves the day here. Well, we think that they're in danger because at the beginning when they're at that diner, they're fully like, we can make upwards of $7,500 on this little adventure. And then Stacey's fully like, we made $1. (laughs) <laughs> yeah so um you know everything's looking good they get that space we have that little boy jackie hitting a home run and he knocks Koki into the garbage and she dies um 
Alan asks Dawn on a date, and she says... No. No? And then he says, I've been trying to ask you out all summer. And then she says, okay. Since you've been pining after me all summer, fine. I'll give Um, you this one. The girls pack up their office supplies because they're going to move from Claudia's room to the greenhouse. And then they have second thoughts. And Mm -hmm. then they realize... Oh my god, let's just give the greenhouse to Mrs. Haberman. Because she's really into plants right now. She's really into voguing right now and really into plants right now. So let's just buy her a bunch of new plants as well and give them to her. So that's what they do. They buy a bunch of plants, ones that are especially good for the hummingbirds. And And butterflies. And the butterflies. And they give it to Miss Haberman. They're like, this is for your plants. We only have $18 left and we're going to buy a pizza. But this is for you. And then Miss Haberman says, Say cheese and die! She says, Say trees! Click. Um, But that's the end of the movie. Christy says something about counting your friends on your fingers. And she has more But guess what? I also have toes. She does say, I have five fingers. And I'm like, you have ten. But okay. (laughs) Um, But basically, you know, everything's nice. It was a nice summer. The friends are, the friend group is still intact. BSC forever, baby. Baby. And that's it. So let's just get in the IMDb reviews. IMDb. 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 My first review, I picked the reviews this time. My first review is called Cute, but not the books. Written March 19th, 2004. Okay, so the BSC movie is good. But it was, to me, a little bit of a letdown. Now, it's possible that I don't remember the books as well as I would like to think I do. I read this so <laughs> up. Five years since reading the <laughs> I just kept imagining a period. Five years I... since reading. I would like to think I do. God damn. Five years since reading a BSC book can make a difference. The plot, I, the plot I had no complaints with. I remember there being a BSC book or two with similar storylines. Can you confirm? No. Huh? Were well, there books that had similar storylines to this? Yes, I mentioned that in the trivia. Thanks for listening. Yes, you did. It's the, <laughs> it's the character development I didn't like. Some of the behavior, mostly Christie's, seemed slightly off. Mm. On the other hand, I like the actors slash actresses picked for these roles. I also miss some faves from the book. I always enjoyed Chrissy's older brothers whenever they would show up and some of my favorite changes... Oh, char... What? And some of my favorite charges were missing? Interesting (laughs) words. But I know that not every character could be casted or not that was my bad not every character could be cast finding ways to involve each one would result in an insanely long movie overall it's cute but i but i'll take the books any day okay she had an older brother yes she does is he lady she has two they're in the netflix show oh and so Stacey, she has what? Stacey, two older brothers and then two adopted siblings. Stacy thinks one of them is hot. Um, mm-hmm. 
she has David Michael, the little brother. Mm-hmm. I forget what's his face, the older brother that Stacy thinks is hot. Mm-hmm. And then Karen Brewer is Watson's mm-hmm. kid, and there's another kid that Watson has as well. And who is this adopted Asian child? I don't know, but read your next one and I'll read more about Christine. <laughs> okay. I hated the book and I hated the movie. <laughs> also written May 28th, 2014? What the hell? What did it Okay. Did anyone else find this movie a little sugary? Mmm, sugar. I mean, you take these annoying, overachieving preteens and make them leaders of a camp? Jerry Springer seems less predictable. I hate them all, and it's not like they have any real issues. I mean, oh my god, a guy likes me? I like him back, but I'll never let on because I'm a tease. Seriously? This movie is riddled with cliches. I mean, friends forever? Come on. Has a boring, dumb cast. Let's get some diversity, people. And... A pointless message? I mean, come on. Do people really expect that if it's a that if it's in a colorful package, we'll just eat it up? Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> this brings back the idea: more space, less filling. I don't think it should have a cutesy little ending. I also don't like that those snobs would be gone would have gone so far. Okay, this was written by those little bitches. I was gonna say, Koki wrote this. Um, was that it? Yeah, that was it. Okay, Karen. So Christy's siblings are the step siblings: Karen Brewer, Andrew mm-hmm. Brewer, and Emily Michelle Brewer. And then her brothers are David Michael, who's the little one who yeah got tried run over. to leave the camp. Charlie. And Sam are both older than her. Okay. Charlie and Sam Thomas. Ugh. Ooh, so, sorry. Wait, so is Karen the spooky, the one going through her spooky face? Yes, Karen is the spooky one. So it's not the girl from the camp. That's just another weirdo. Karen also goes to the camp. But she doesn't go to this camp in the movie. Does she not? No, she's just at home chilling with her mom. I thought she wasn't the camp. I'm getting these versions confused. Okay, well, thank you for your reviews. We do have some tweets about the film. Ooh. Ah. These tweets are from Emily Palmer. At Emily Jean Palmer. So this is actually one of Emily's childhood favorite movies. And actually, I believe months ago requested that we do this film. But, you know, we were saving it for summer because it's about the summer. And uh, let's cool hear for the summer. what Emily had to say about this childhood favorite of hers. Um, cool, very nationalistic. Another way of saying I don't want your stupid American flag. Since I'm going to say that now. Since when is... Wow. I don't want your stupid American flag. Since when is having diabetes something you hide from people? It was also the 90s. Nick Jonas wasn't the icon he was. He is now Mm -hmm. for diabetes, I'll say that. K 
Cow People Day, Christy is already a gender equality activist at age 13. Marianne talks like a 45-year-old, definitely gives me middle-aged vibes. I've always wanted the shirt with all the planets on it that the red-headed friend of Koki wears. Still want it. Hannah Montana totally stole the idea for the Bone Dance song from the the brain, the brain, the center of the chain wrap. Yes! Luca being a dick to the cab driver would make me drop him immediately. Honestly, though, Miss Haberman is the best and no one can change my mind. Christy is kind of a dummy for staying at the park after it closes. I'll be 14, gag. This movie, <laughs> was, this movie made me so nostalgic, and I love the soundtrack. Might have cried a little at the end. 4.8 out of 5, minus 0.2 for some Native American appropriation on Cow People Day. We forgot that, yes. I wrote well, that what down, about too. No points off for the 17-year-old dating the 13-year-old Emily. We see where your alliances lie. No, you did say it was gag-worthy. Um, thank you, Emily. Hope you enjoyed this rewatch. Seems like you did. Um, these are from Ivy. These tweets are from Ivy at they call me Ivy with two Y's. Um, so Ivy says, I think I read a few Babysitter's Club books as a kid and maybe watched a few episodes of the show, but I've never seen the movie. So here she goes. Um, she says the credits were long, which is true. Um, let's see, um... Why'd I have a why'd I have a little or why'd I have a feeling the little cousin wouldn't be little? Because obviously Stacy has to have a love interest. She loves boys. Oh, um, she loves boys. Wait, did she say she's sixteen? No way. Does she say she's sixteen? No. She yeah. doesn't tell him it wait, I Does think she, maybe like, she maybe lies. when she like when they get ice cream or something? I think she lies. I think she does lie. Oh, okay. Well, then she's stupid as well. Like, I, j- I cannot. Um, Everyone here is wrong. I had these two sisters babysit me one summer, and they were homeschooled, and they only the only thing one of them would want me would want to watch on TV was MASH. What? Are they Wait, my dad? excuse me? You had the babysitter's club for real? Two sisters babysat Ivy. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um... Let's see. I do not foresee this camp going well. This girl's imaginary friend named Jimmy Tony reminds me that my mom recently told me I had an imaginary friend named John Promet. What? I have to say this. Kids with imaginary friends are either seeing A, a ghost, or two, being tricked by a demon into thinking that they're a ghost. Okay. Um, ew, that nice muscle comment made me so uncomfortable. I agree. That was gross. Um, Why are they getting sassy with Claudia? She's just trying to study and they're not helping her like they said they would. Isn't there... The the boy's name is like Jackie Rodetsky or something? Or like something like that? Jackie Rodetsky? And so Ivy quotes the easy A quote. Jackie Rodetsky? You lost your V card and I had to hear it from Jackie Rodetsky. Jackie Rodetsky? (laughs) Such a good line. If I ever meet Ali Mashaka, I'm gonna say... That is an iconic line. And you have to say it for me right now. Then whenever we can go to an Ali and AJ concert again safely, let's just be like, Jackie Rodetsky? Out let's loud. Let's wear shirts that just say Jackie Rodetsky. Question mark exclamation mark. Yes. Um, that dorky boy was actually getting somewhere until he started flapping his arms like a fool. 
Oh, um, God, no. That tapping, that tapping helped her, but it would have messed with my head. When I took my SAT and only heard the second hand... I only heard the second hand on the clock ticking the whole time. It was driving me nuts. Yeah. But it helped her remember the brain, the brain, the center of the chain. The center chain. of the brain. Oh, the center of the chain, yes. Um... Let's see. If he says 13 one more damn time, I would have punched him the second he yelled at the cab driver. Uh, hold on. I think one of those little girls is Kyla Pratt. Yes, you're correct. Come on, mom. Side with your daughter. She doesn't owe it to him to talk to him. Uh, that kiss, ew. And I don't blame them for wanting to stay in her room with air conditioning. Yeah, I think in theory the greenhouse was a good idea, but then it's like, why would we want to be outside and not in the Claudia's gre- cool-ass room where she hides candy everywhere? The greenhouse would have been amazing if it had windows that could open up. Yeah. Like, I honestly, if I ever found like a spooky, ooky, witchy-looking greenhouse, I would totally have made that my studio, just like I said Claudia should have done. Mm. Uh, and then we do have a couple things. Oh, we we do have some tweets just about like the series in general of Babysitters Club. If people grew up with it or what, um, Aaliyah, I assume it's Aaliyah and not Aliyah, like the uh, the dress, the designer in Clueless. Um, but hey, Aaliyah, because I know we've had you tweet us before uh at hey ali uh says i was super into the books as a kid and loved watching the original show on youtube in separate parts as you have to do on youtube usually mm-hmm. uh christy claudia and stacy were my faves the new netflix series is so cute i also remember renting the movie from blockbuster a lot and i read the books until i was 14 no shame as far as random memories go, I once stole a Babysitter's Club mystery book from the library in middle school. <gasps> yes, thievery. Wow, we got a little thief on our hands. Thank you, Aaliyah, though. Thank you. Um, it's nice to know that you watched the 1990s show. By the way, that show in the 90s only had 13 episodes. It wasn't like a long-running thing. It was just like a... So it's not like they dove into the series that much, you know? And I don't know why. Okay. It's also strange that it was an HBO show, don't you think? It was an HBO show? What the yeah. hell were they about to be like, oh, look how sexy we are. <laughs> um, and then Whitney at Life with Me says, I definitely read the books, recently reread some of the books. Claudia was my fave, watched the movie a lot, saw the original TV show, and started watching the reboot the other day. It's so cute, and Claudia is still my fave. Though Marianne standing up for trans rights is iconic. I will what? talk about that in a minute. Um, I guess I'll talk about it while I pull up these last few comments. Um, yes, the new Babysitter's Club is very um, progressive. Woke? Like, it, yeah, it, uh, it... So the first off, like in the cast, um, Dawn is not white; she's Latinx, and mm-hmm. um, Marianne is not white; she is black. Okay, half, half black. Her mom was black; she's the one that died. Um, and then Dawn also, when she comes in, because we re- the the 
we see Dawn come in. It's not like she's already established. We see her come in in an episode. Um, mm-hmm. And we find out that she has two dads. Oh. So her her parents got divorced and her dad is gay. So that's what happened there. And she teaches... Love it. Um, it's the episode Marianne Saves the Day. And Marianne is looking after a kid uh, who she is... She teaches him CPR. No, she's looking at she's looking after a trans kid, and oh. she doesn't really like get it at first. Um, and Don is the one that helps her. She's like, "Let me explain it." And then Don's like, "I'm from California. Like, I know all about like, like I know everything things." Um, and then Marianne, yeah, there is a, a scene. Remember, I texted you. I was like, "What the fuck? This Babysitters Club like has a trans character." Like, it blew my mind. Like, I wasn't You texted me it. something. I texted yeah. the group chat. Um, but I think there's also gay moms as well. Like, two of the parents that the kids babysat for are also queer, I believe. Um, okay. But there's yeah, a scene where she has to take the, the trans boy to the hospital. And they keep misgendering him. Um like the doctors do like on the chart and everything and she pulls them inside and lays it down and says let's get this straight like that's a boy stop calling him a she or her like get this fucking straight uh he wants not a pink blanket he wants a blue blanket like all of this stuff and so she's like mm-hmm. so that and, that and that was a big moment for her because she like stands up and she's usually so like Ooh. but she's just like fuck y'all and it's, she says, let me hear you catch these hands. It's very great. So there's that. And then also there's an episode where uh, Stacy and Marianne, they, uh, they go to like a beach town to look over the, a family. It's actually Mallory's family. Um, um, before Mallory becomes a junior member, they babysat for Mallory's family. And so they, they're at this beach town and Stacy is like... Uh, supposed to be babysitting but it's kind of pulling a christy but instead of hanging with her dad she's like has a crush on this old ass lifeguard similar to stacy what the fuck is wrong with you and is is trying to get his attention and so marianne meets these two guys um that become like her friends just while she's there and one of them marianne is talking to just about like love lives and stuff like that and he like just casually drops like I had a crush on this boy, blah blah blah, and I'm like, he just dropped that, and I'm like, whoa, the thing. And now Stacy's like, oh, what? No, it was Marianne that. that he was okay, so who to. are the gays? What do you mean? Oh, are none of the girls in love with each other? Okay, so that <laughs> that I will say that a lot of people assume and desperately want Christy to be visibly queer, like canonically and like explicitly queer. With um, Claudia. I haven't I don't think I've seen anything about people perceiving Claudia as queer. So that is was Claudia still Asian? Claudia is still Asian. Um there's actually also on Netflix there's like a fifteen minute documentary short called The Claudia Kishi Club and it has a bunch of um like asian creators like artists like one of them like writes or does illustrations for the graphic novels one of them worked on the netflix show um just people that have been influenced by claudia kishi in general and they talk about how much like how that was important to them 
to see this representation in the books because she was like the coolest and like everyone wanted to be her so mm-hmm. I recommend that it's 15 minutes on netflix but yes claudia is still asian claudia has a love interest and it's um it's marianne's is logan bruno and then claudia's is i think his name is trevor no trevor no. sanborn so that's her love interest in the show who is also an artist um claudia full-on like has a gallery showing in this netflix show and i said oh my god a queen (laughs) um so i haven't this 14 year old can get one and i can't i haven't seen anything about claudia being queer but um i know mary we said marianne was the one that ann martin based off of herself but Mm -hmm. a lot of people just read say that christy reads very queer even in the books um obviously she's a tomboy she's not as like interested in boys or anything like that she's not really concerned with that um and it would make sense for like oh ann martin was a lesbian like is a lesbian it would make sense for that to happen especially in this Mm -hmm. netflix show where it is so progressive and already has queer characters it would be i so desperately hope that they make her queer because she especially in this netflix show is what like she reads very queer she's just like not ever interested in boys which i think is like it's very much very like funny. if she's not this then what is she if she was like also ace that would be what uh, i would love it what representation for me but yeah, your I, fantasy will come true i think a lot of people have perceived her as being le- a lesbian and i think it would be so cool if that actually happened and i hope the it whole does. show is gay i hope it does you can have your other straight kids like whatever no but, they're they're done but christy They've definitely reads is very queer and i hope that i don't think season two has officially been announced yet but i assume it will get a season two um mm-hmm. and i hope that that is what happens also okay. christy's mom is played by alicia silverstone from clueless Okay. Which is fun. Me um, and Alicia Silverstone is Cher from Clueless. The main and Cher is girl yes. from Clueless. So that's and really who is cool. Cher? Because who doesn't love Alicia Silverstone? Is she still an anti vaxxer? Let's hope not. But otherwise love her. She's great. So it's nice that she's in there. Yeah. Juan, oh, I, I think you would love the reboot as well, man. I'll think about it. Okay, well, just a couple quick comments about um, the Babysitter's Club. Um, uh, so, Dr. Joel, Dr. Underscore Joel B on Instagram said that the reboot is no joke, or is low key the best show of this year. So, <laughs> more praise for the new okay. show. Uh, my friend Boogie, who I actually texted about should I get the books because she I I didn't even know that like the new babysitters club like I think I knew it was coming out but I didn't know it was like this whole new thing and it was so progressive and I saw a tweet from her about it and I was like oh my god I should watch this um mm-hmm. anyways she says uh uh she cuz cuz we said like are you a Stacy or a Christy like what babysitters club person are you for people to answer and she said um that she is a Dawn, Stacy's too feminine, Chrissy, 
Christy's a tad selfish, and she said, I'm a Christy who wants to be a Don. So I ask you, Juan, which character are you? Even though I know what you're going to say. I'm a Claudia. Yes, you're... Yes, I figured that's what you were going to say. Like, I don't know who... Like, truly, I don't know who else I would be. I'm not a dancer. Um, I'm not a nerd. I mean, in the way that that little girl is a nerd. Little Molly. Whatever her name is. Merida? Mallory. (laughs) Mallory. Just because she has red hair. (laughs) She'll be shooting for her own hand. (laughs) Um... Uh... Yeah, I'm a Claudia. I truly have no idea who else I would be. Like, Dawn is, like, my close second, but that's, like, a far and a stretch because I love meat. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I, I love like, plants. I, yes, I feel like you are a Claudia because of you are artistic like her. Taking the art aspect out of it, I don't know who you would be because art is such a, like, big part of you, you know? Yeah. So I don't really know. I watch the Netflix show, see if it changes, but it'll probably be the same. Um, I I am a Christie. Let's be real, okay? Um, yeah. Not that I I don't think I'm like bossy or anything, but I do like being in charge of certain things. Not like a group project or anything, but I feel more comfortable when I am in charge because I can rely on myself. You know? Yeah. Group projects. Like you're very, I'd always you're very, be the like, one who does do everything because and... I'm like, uh, these other fuckers aren't going to do anything. So I'll do it. I mean, me. Yeah. So yeah, I would I'll say do I... stuff, but I'm the manual labor. Also, just I'm the, the fact pusher. that I'm, I'm a tomboy. Um, so I you wear dresses pissed. every day. How dare you? Mm. Um,. Do you have dirty chucks? No, your white chucks are pristine and clean. You even painted them once. Did you see, also, when she was getting dressed in this movie, she was wearing boxers? Yeah! I thought it was like, there's no boy in the babysitter's club, and I said, tomboy. It's She's girl. the boy in the babysitter's club. Yeah, but That's I was mean. like, whoa. Anyways, um, we have I'm a- talking to you and not the microphone. We have a DM from Jessica McBride- at underscore Jess McBride, who um, said the Babysitter's Club was a huge part of her growing up. She read all the books, watched the movie, and the original series a million times. Um, she says she's a Don, but was a tomboy and had a shit dad like Christy, so she related to both. Oh my god. A Don-Christy hybrid, if you will. New reboot, new reboot blew her away, and she's not ashamed to admit that she's a woman in her mid-30s who spent her entire weekend watching it, and also says that we're her favorite. Thank you. I mean, sis, what the hell, are, what the hell else are we supposed to do? Like, truly? It's genuinely remember? so good. Like, what? Well, no, I'm just... <laughs> I was just gonna say, like, what is there to fucking do now? Like, what truly... Like... You can't like it's it's okay to it's okay to just watch it. It's fine. Just watch it. Binge it. It's genuinely so good like parents and kids can enjoy it. People in their 20s and their 30s, whatever age can enjoy it. It's such a fun time. Also The dead can enjoy it. Jess um did also t- say in the comments that um at the end, when Stacy tells Luca I'll be 14 next year, 
she cringes because he'll be 18 and she really can't date him. And her mom, the fact that Stacy's mom is just like, whatever, he's 17. Like, she has no care, like, in the world. He plays the harmonica so well. You sure you don't want that? So this is fine. Um, I think that's everyone's thoughts. Thank you, everyone, for sending in your BSC thoughts, baby. Juan, what are your final thoughts on the movie? Okay, so I low-key like this movie. Like, Mm -hmm. I thought it was chill. It's very, like, it's very 90s. Very, like, it almost seems like it's a direct-to-VHS, like, movie. Mm -hmm. Like, very, like, here's this, here's that. Um, I don't know. It's, It's very My Girl energy. It's very... I want to compare it to, like, the series of Unfortunate Events movie, where it's very much like, here's this, here's that, here's this. It did feel very My Girl very now and then. Yeah. It's, Style. like, one of those, like, child, preteen, not college student. It's, like, in the early 2000s and 90s, you got this, like, dichotomy of, like, here's a children's movie with, like, kids getting into wacky antics, a la, like, uh, Dennis the Menace, Matilda, mm. like, very much, like, like... We're kids. We're exploring the world. Blah, blah, blah. Here's the villain. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you also got, like, we're in college. We're getting drunk. Blah, 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 blah. The American you know? lives. Yeah. It's like you got those two separate worlds right here. And there's, like, no other movies besides that. Like, maybe, like, I don't know. What what the fuck other movie? What were Oscar winners in the 90s? Home Alone? Even Home Alone is a very much like a, <laughs> we're a kid exploring the city. Here's the mm-hmm. villain. You know what I mean? So... It's very much of its time, but I don't mind it because it feels... It's like a good, like, just, like, put it on. You don't know what to do. You don't know what to be, but it's very quiet. Put this movie on. It's fine. Weirdly enough, we mentioned, like, My Girl and Now and Then, which this movie does feel like, but those two are both period pieces. And this movie almost feels like it's, like, in the 60s, but it's not. Yeah, it's very much now and by now i mean the 90s when it was made but like the it almost feels like it's in the 60s or 70s for some reason Not it's because everyone's it. it's just the feeling it's because everyone's walking around the town it's very small town which is very much like everything was small town back then you know T- what i mean or time, like, be, be, time stopped in stony brook it's, time stopped it's in stony 1976 brook. in stony brook forever and everyone's okay with like these children watching their children mm-hmm. which i don't think people do nowadays like, I don't know. I don't know. It's this whole thing about, like, the kids riding their bikes out in the street. Like, every family knows every family. I guess we you're right. It out. is just small town. Anyways, it's very trusting. Um, and that's what the 60s and 70s were. How many stars would you give it? It's stars? Three and a half. Three Who and a half? Who the fuck is not <laughs> Well, I am going to give it three stars. I remember when I first saw this, I watched it like just because I liked Larissa Olenek and um, Rachel A. Cook. And so I, because of those two, I was expecting it to be like very like 90s teen movie, which is not what this is. It's more of like a tween friendship movie, not like, not like, you know, your She's All That, your 10 Things I Hate About You that they were in. So I was disappointed when I first saw it, but this viewing, knowing what to expect, I was more into it. Um, I like that the director is a queer woman. We love a female-directed movie, and we love a queer-directed film. Um, I think 
for the time, I like that nothing was really like you mentioned. We mentioned like the Native American thing, but like nothing was really offensive. There was no like, like no one was. It was just her there was no. <laughs> there was no like ableism. There wasn't like homophobia or anything. I think that's good for mm. it, it. That was running rampant in the nineties, and it's nice that this movie didn't have that. Yeah. Always like a it win. didn't rely on like. It Crude didn't rely jokes on what and like making fun of other people. Edgy humor. Yeah. Yeah, and as a bunch of YouTubers would call it. It also wasn't really like a comedy. It was just like about these friends. Stuff. It was just like a slice stuff was of funny movie. because it wasn't meant to be funny. Yeah, like stuff. Funny stuff just happened naturally if it was funny. Funny stuff happened because people said, "I went to the moon." Anyways, I, I yeah, I'll <laughs> give it three stars. I think it's a fine film. Obviously, I do prefer the Netflix reboot, but mm-hmm. it's still an enjoyable movie, especially for like I think I think I would prefer this to the '90s, the '90 show. I did only see that one episode, but that felt very dated for some reason. I yeah. Don't- I mean, it obviously is older, but anyways. I mean, like, I feel like TV ages way harsher than movies do. Perhaps. Um, But that's it. And now let's give a shout out to the one, the only. Iris is our podcast artist and we love her. And you can, Juan, what are you doing? I'm just clicking through stuff and I accidentally opened up a video. We have like two more minutes. So why are you clicking through stuff? Just pay attention. <laughs> Iris is our podcast artist and we love her and want you to support her so you can do so by following her on Twitter and Instagram at Creamsicle Panda or by supporting her on Patreon, patreon.com slash Creamsicle Panda, baby. Yes. Support queer artists, support queer artists of color, baby. Let's, let's support. Um, you can follow us everywhere at Planet Weird Pod. Um, you know, just hit us up with a, a follow or a, a tweet or a comment. What's the 411? Yeah, what's up, y'all? Tell us. Um, if you'd like to support the show, make sure you are subscribed wherever you are listening to us. Is that Spotify? Is that Stitcher? Is that Apple Podcasts? Whatever it is, make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss any episodes. Um, leave us a review if you would like on iTunes, a little five-star rating, a little five-star review. That would help us out. Um, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search us on YouTube. We are going to be putting up videos soon because our other podcast is on hiatus right now. So we have more time now, not as stressed. So be sure to subscribe over there. Um, also on Anchor, if you were listening over there, um, or if you're not even, if you listened on some other platform and you still want to send us a voice message, you can do so. Hit the link in the description. There's a link to send a voice message for your thoughts on next week's movie. Or just like a, hey, what's going on? A what Babysitter's Club character am I? Whatever you want to hit us up with. Link in the description. There's also a link in the description to support us with some monies um, for Money doing please. the show. Many please. Thank you to the people that already support us. That's Emily Palmer, Natalie Hernandez, Alexa Pratt, and Ivy Gray. Greenhouse. Oh, Ivy Greenhouse is better. I was just thinking Alan Gray, but... No, Greenhouse. Ivy, Ivy Greenhouse. Um, 
Next week's episode will be all about Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Another girl group. Another girl group, another summer flick um, about pants. Next one is Mamma Mia. Nope. Different Greek movie. But Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, I think you can just rent it. I swear it was on Netflix like a month ago, but they took it off. It was on Netflix, I think, at some point, yeah. At some point, yeah, but it's a bummer they took it off. But if you rent it or if you have the DVD or something, watch it. Uh, Let us know your thoughts on it. Hit us up with an email, podcastfromplanetweird at gmail.com. Or like we said, tweet us, comment, DM, voice message. Just hit us up. Um, Also, we we recorded a commentary for Kangaroo Jack because why the hell not? Um, I'll give you reasons why not. (laughs) So we'll put that up the Friday after this episode drops. So be on the lookout for that because Kangaroo Jack is on Netflix and you could play our audio track with it to hear our thoughts to that totally bizarre film that exists and is real and has a scene where... A kangaroo raps. And the, you you do not remember this movie the way you think you do, trust me. No, it is different than what you remember. Um, and that's it, really. Um, hope everyone is doing well. Wear your masks. Make sure you're still fighting for the marginalized and disenfranchised. Mm-hmm. Um, just, yeah, just, keep, just keep being nice. Don't be an asshole. Um... Yeah, nothing really else to say. Uh, the the, the brain, the brain, the say. center of the chain. Am I right, y'all? Change, keep us together. Rolling in the sh- shadows. All right, thank you, everyone. The chain. We'll catch you next week where we talk about a pair of pants. See y'all. Bye. I got these pants from a bear. Bye.